Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like Ford FX helps students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Thanks for listening to the Best Of Heard Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday. From 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching herd. This is the best of the herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. We are loaded. It is a Wednesday. Or did the rain wash away Wednesday in L.A.? Is it a Thursday? Who knows? It never stops raining. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Uh, J-Mac is joining us. All sorts of different stuff today to talk about. World Baseball Classic. Uh, I didn't haven't seen the ratings yet. I'm sure it got a huge, huge rate. When baseball provides urgency, people watch. So the sport needs to do a better job of providing urgency. Little League World Series gets a number. The College Baseball World Series did at Field of Dreams game. This thing's getting great numbers. It's wildly fun. Exciting drama last night on the Diamond. Yeah. It was. It's um, it's interesting. About uh, maybe six months ago, I said uh, Shohei Otani is like, you know, significantly better than Babe Ruth. Most people got it. But you think of big Babe Ruth, big chested Shohei Otani is actually bigger and actually built um he is not just the best player in the game there's nothing really to compare him to he would be like if bob gibson and ted williams morphed it's like mookie betts and verlander in his prime morphed there's nothing like him babe ruth quit pitching at 24 years old mostly shohei otani is 28 he's just starting He's going to get a $600 million contract. You can absolutely validate $250 million as a, as a pitcher and $350 million as a hitter. The game now is global. He is significantly better than virtually every hitter and every pitcher. Last couple of years, he's top three in jacks. Last couple of years, he's top three in ERA. Oh, he also runs really, really well. He's everything. What do you compare it to? It's as if Patrick Mahomes and Sauce Gardner were one guy. That's seriously what it's like. It would be like if Patrick Mahomes also played corner. He didn't go to the sidelines. He just went to the other side. 
and was arguably the best corner, shutdown corner in the league. And the Dodgers, this is where Shohei Otani is going to end up. He's now with the Angels. He's going to go to the Dodgers. They let Justin Turner go and Trey Turner go and Cody Bellinger go, and they signed uh, – their payroll now is only fifth. They easily outdraw the rest of baseball. Nobody's even close. They draw 10,000 more a game than everybody else. And this kid, 62 million people watched in Japan for one of the games. He has massive drawing power. It's When A-Rod went to the Yankees, it wasn't about selling out the stadium on Friday and Saturday. It was about getting people to a Yankee game, filling out the stadium on a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday. And the Dodgers, again, that place is packed Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and some Sunday afternoon games. He'll sell out the Mondays and Tuesdays or get them real close to it. And they already blow everybody away. So they have moved off some payroll. They're going to pay five fifty to $600 million for Shohei Otani. It's just really remarkable what he does. It, there's nothing that really compares to it. Whenever I hear baseball people romanticize about the past, it wasn't a global game. NBA, but it's not just baseball. NBA diehards, oh, I just roll my eyes at it. The Knicks, the Pacers, what, a, what an Eastern Conference finals. Seven of the ten starters couldn't shoot an 18-foot jumper. Very few guys could handle the ball. John Starks, the best guard for the Knicks, couldn't shoot. The game is so much better now in the NBA. The skill level's a thousand times better. It's so much more international, and so is baseball. Everybody dials into the 90s now. Everybody pitches 90s. A lot of guys pitch in the mid-90s. Everybody has some power. I can remember years ago in the mid-70s, there was a baseball team, the Cincinnati Reds. They had Johnny Bench and Tony Perez and Pete Rose and George Morgan and George Foster, and they were the big red machine. They had three guys in that lineup, well, actually four if you count the pitcher, who couldn't hit home runs. Dave Concepcion, Cesar Geronimo, Pete Rose didn't hit homers, and neither did the pitchers. <laughs> so like 40% of the lineup couldn't hit jacks. I mean, what, what Otani is doing, it just doesn't even make any sense at all. He's dominating a sport that is now global. Everybody throws in the mid-90s. Everybody can hit, it feels like, for some power. And he's dominating on both sides. Here's him punching out Mike Trout to end the World Baseball Classic. Japan goes 8-0, and the USA manager talked after. Otani's ready. Trout's ready. 3-2. He struck him out! Otani strikes out Trout, and Japan's back on top of the baseball world. You know what blows me away on the stage, Tyler, is the fact that he seems to like no moments too big for him. I've analyzed him for, for years since he's come over here. What he's doing in the game is what probably 90% of the guys in that clubhouse did in Little League or in youth <laughs> tournaments, and he's able to pull it off on the biggest stages. He is a, uh, he's a unicorn to the sport. He will draw for the Dodgers. He'll get $550 million. You can see him pulling back on payroll, and he'll be worth every penny. Shohei Otani, congrats to Japan. So I thought this was an interesting story. Um, you know how sometimes... I always felt this way with Chris Paul is that in his prime, Chris Paul with the Clippers or the Rockets or even the Suns, if you added Chris Paul to your team, he solved a lot of issues. You'd have more maturity. You'd have a distributor. You'd have an on-court coach leader. He could give you 17 points. He could defend. He could do so many things one player. 
He could solve your issues. When he went to Phoenix, they were a young team with talent but no maturity. Solve that. They weren't good enough defensively. Solve that. They didn't really have a true leader. Solve that. Chris Paul's always been great about that. I mean, what happened to Blake Griffin post-Chris Paul or DeAndre Ayton? Like, he was their leader. Uh, he elevated everybody. There are these certain players that can solve multiple issues. He was perfect in Phoenix. Even the good Houston team he went to got better by 10 games, although he and Harden didn't work. So I, there's a story out today about Lamar Jackson is just like done with Baltimore. So he's not going to be unemployed, right? He's too talented. He's won like 75% of his games. And I thought to myself, kind of the Chris Paul feel, wouldn't he be perfect in New England? I mean, we know their defense is good. We know their coach is good. Their owner's stable. Special teams are excellent. What do they miss? They don't have any playmakers. They're slow. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, and I'm pretty sure he will, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Tua and that head coach. Did you watch the Super Bowl, Mr. Belichick? <laughs> like, it's over. The Niners, the Eagles defense, could not slow down Patrick Mahomes in the second half. The game has changed. The best coaches are offensive coaches. It's Kyle Shanahan, it's McVay, it's Andy Reid, Sean Payton just got a boatload of money to fix Denver. Lamar Jackson's perfect in New England. They're not good at offense. They can't draft offense. I looked at a list this morning of the last receivers that New England has drafted. I think it was, yeah, the Patriots wide receiver draft pick since 2010. I won't read all of them for our radio audience. It's unbelievable how bad they are. There's not a star in the mix. There's almost not a player in the mix. They can't draft offense. The last offensive player they drafted was a pro bowler, I think was Gronk. He's now retired. They put a DC at OC. The top offensive coordinators, are they even interested in the job there? Like they've got a hole in the organization. They don't know offense. They don't have touch for it, a feel for it, a sensibility for it. And when Brady left and Josh McDaniel left, it got really bad really fast. They can't get Josh Allen off the field. They'd have to get through Burrow and Mahomes. Lamar Jackson's your Chris Paul. He gives you a dynamic playmaker, massive speed, the only two things you're missing. And oh, by the way, you move Mac Jones. I know he's got a ceiling, but Mac Jones got to a playoff, I think as a rookie, didn't he? You can't tell me there's not a market. There, there's not a market for Mac Jones. There's a market for Jimmy Garoppolo, and he can't stay healthy. There's a market for everybody. I mean, Baker Mayfield's still getting offers for starting jobs. Mitch Trubisky, Steelers thought he would start for the year. Mac Jones wouldn't. He's cheap. He's accurate. Smart kid got somebody to the playoffs. But to me, when I look at New England, you have to acknowledge what you are and what you're not. They don't do offense well. Brady, I mean, he was Bondo. He was a Band-Aid. He, he solved a lot of their issues. He left. They weren't the same. McDaniel left after Brady left. It's a disaster. They're not fast, and they got no playmakers, and they clearly can't draft them. Go sign the quarterback playmaker in the league. Somebody will give you a third for Mac Jones, maybe a second. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Well, John Morant is a spectacular basketball talent. Reminds me a lot of Derrick Rose. Uh, Above the rim, you'd pay to watch him play. Um, Neither are great shooters, uh, but they're spectacular, and there is uh, room for accolades for guys like John Morant and uh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, uh, Some players I don't even love. I like John Morant a lot. Um, I've never thought he's a guy that's most valuable. Uh, they were very good last year when he got hurt, and this year they've won six of seven without him. Memphis is just fine without him. They don't have as spectacular a finisher as John Morant, but they're fine without him, well-run, well-coached, and deep. So he's going to lose out on $30 million or more unless he makes the All-NBA team, first, second, or third team. And he's not. He there's a bunch of awards that kick in if he wins them. He's not going to win an MVP, so let's get rid of that. He's not that valuable. It is best if he played every game. He's not an MVP. Giannis is. Uh, Steph Curry is. There are players that are simply more valuable. He's spectacular. All NBA defense. I don't think he's going to make that either. So his chance to get this big bonus was All NBA as a guard. There's a lot of great guards in the NBA. So first team, I'd have Luca and Steph Curry, and I'm not arguing with you. Those are the two best. Second team, I'd go Dame in Portland and SGA, uh, the guard for Oklahoma City, who is just a phenomenal talent. And third team, you get down to 
Devin Booker, probably not because of injuries, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, and John Morant. And I'm sorry, but it's the end of the year. You're looking for seeding, and John Morant's not available. Now, Devin Booker's been banged up. I would put him in over John Morant because at least his are injury-related. There's nothing you can do about that. John Morant's issues are John Morant's issues. You can talk about Donovan Mitchell, but I'm sorry. Donovan Mitchell here in crucial marches have been unbelievable, averaging 29 points a game. This is a franchise, if you take LeBron James out of it, always been kicked around the league, it feels like, last 25 years. Donovan Mitchell's come over, been a great teammate, been dominating in March, and Cleveland in the loaded top of the East is fourth and spectacular and fun to watch. Where's Ja? He's not available. Because he brandished a gun, nightclub, video, personal issues. I can have empathy for somebody, feel bad for somebody, but actions have consequences. Well, what about De'Aaron Fox? Are you kidding me? Losing Sacramento is now a number three seed. Do you know he has more clutch points than any guard in the NBA? He also leads the NBA in fourth quarter points. So as everybody's trying to figure out who's going to get the best seating in the West, De'Aaron Fox is out there every night. Most clutch points, best fourth quarter player. Where's John Morant? He's not available. The NBA too often, and they do this because they need access to the best players and best agents, pander. John Morant is not making all NBA. He's not available. Mitchell's in a tight race in the East is crushing almost 30 a game. De'Aaron Fox has taken a losing franchise and is Mr. Fourth Quarter. He's not Steph. He's not that dependable as Dame or as mature as Dame. Uh, SGA, I, how do you, in the world can you explain how good Oklahoma City is? We thought they were like a 15-win team. I, you can't even explain that. And Memphis is winning once again without John Morant. John Morant's got to figure out John Morant, but too much pandering. Actions have consequences. There's too many guards. And this is March. Seeding matters. I mean, let's be honest about this. In the East, you know, if you're Cleveland, you'd rather not play a game seven in a Boston. It'd be nice if you could potentially ever face the Celtics, play it at home. A game seven for a Sacramento. Do you want, do you want to play that, you know, on the road? Or do you want to be in Sacramento? These games matter. Next 10, 15 games matter, and they matter a lot. And John Morant has not been available down the stretch. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So the Panthers are sending, Carolina Panthers are sending 11 representatives, owner, his wife, the GM, the coach, Frank Reich, 11 representatives to uh, Columbus, Ohio for the pro day. I think it's Columbus. It's somewhere. For C.J. Stroud, the quarterback of the Buckeyes. Now, I, what I think they're doing psychologically, they want to bring a massive staff to put a little pressure on C.J. Stroud, see how he reacts to it. They want to make sure everybody knows that 11 people are showing up. The entire franchise is showing up. Going to put a little pressure on him. So as a two-year starter for C.J. Stroud, it's interesting. He never really had a bad game. He had a couple of games with two picks, but they were bad weather games. He played a game in Nebraska where it was blowing sideways. But they lost to Oregon at Columbus, but he threw for 484 yards. It was the Buckeyes defense that stunk, and Oregon went up and down the field. He lost to Michigan, but he threw for 350 yards, and Michigan was also great. You know, I was thinking about this with C.J. Stroud. My prediction is he won't be a bust for Frank Reich. He won't be a bust. Uh, and I'll give you an example. So we know that Frank Reich gave Andrew Luck his most efficient season, and we know he gave Carson Wentz his last really good season. 
and he also took prehistoric Philip Rivers to the playoffs. <laughs> uh, Philip had had better seasons in his prime, but it was a really impressive thing. Philip Rivers, we thought he was shot. He got 11 wins. They went to Buffalo and gave the Bills a real game, playoff game. But it's what he did with Jacoby Brissett that's fascinating, and this is why. C.J. Stroud has more talent, that's at no question, than Jacoby Brissett. About the same size, I think, but C.J. Stroud is a better talent. Uh, high school, college, he's a better player. So this is what's interesting. Frank Reich in 2019 coached the Colts. They lost, T.Y. Hilton missed like seven, eight games, something like that. Jonathan Taylor wasn't there yet. That was the next draft. It was an abysmal offense. And Jacoby Brissett, three to one touchdown ratio, 61% completion percentage, and a passer rating 88 89. Now you say to yourself, well, what a big deal. His stats that year, Jacoby Brissett, where they didn't have a number one running back, and the leading receiver that year in many games, their top receiver was Zach Pascal. Jacoby Brissett ended up with a passer rating, a completion percentage, and a touchdown to interception ratio equal in the ballpark of Andy Dalton's career. Andy Dalton's a three-time Pro Bowler in the AFC. A three-time Pro Bowler. So, yet, yet we know he got an old Phillip Rivers to the AFC playoffs, better conference. We know the last good year Carson Wentz wasn't a tire fire. It was Frank Reich. We know what he did with Andrew Luck. But it's what he did with Jacoby Brissett that's pretty remarkable. And when you get into trouble in the NFL is when you have a bust, when you have a Paxton Lynch, a Ryan Leaf, uh, a Johnny Manziel. Then you got to pivot quickly, and you get very desperate as a franchise. Even Andrew Luck's quick retirement, the Colts have never been the same. I don't think you're going to get that with C.J. Stroud. I, I don't think I think he's going to end up being efficient. I don't see a lot of magic, a lot of juice. I don't see a lot of it. But if he was Kirk Cousins, he's bigger than Kirk Cousins. He's accurate like Kirk Cousins. He runs better than Kirk Cousins. I don't know. You can do worse than Kirk Cousins. He throws a better ball than Dak, much more accurate. It looks like he runs about as well as Dak. He's a two-year starter. He didn't really have any awful games at Ohio State. Now, it's Ohio State. But, you know, I'm sitting around thinking about what Frank Reich's done in his career, not just with stars, but with Jacoby Brissett in 2019. Nothing to work with. I don't know. I, I, maybe that doesn't qualify as a number one pick, but right now, Carolina, after the Baker stuff, the Kyle Allen stuff, the Sam Darnold stuff, they just got to get out of chaos. They got to get out of desperation. And if C.J. Stroud chops it up today at the Pro Day, I could absolutely look and say he'll be efficient, he'll be productive. Remember, he's not entering the AFC West. It's the NFC South, the worst quarterback division maybe ever for a season. I mean, pre-Derek Carr, it was a tire fire. So my, my guess is I don't see a lot of spectacular um, but, you know, we had T.J. Hushmanzada on this show earlier this week. He's the one that told me, Colin, when I said Joe Burrow was Tony Romo, Tony Romo was good, by the way. He said, no, he's better than that. When I said I like Justin Herbert, he said, you better love Justin Herbert. When I was a critic of Josh Allen, he said, he's going to be a star. He said, C.J. Stroud, he'd take him number one. What I like about C.J. is this is off the field. 
whoever the 50, and I was, I've told people this, whoever's the 53rd guy on the roster, he's going to make them feel like they're the first guy on the roster. That's just who he is. CJ needs to go somewhere where the coach believes in him. You got guys that can make plays because he's, he's a little more fiery than Bryce is, a little more talkative than what Bryce is. Um, but I would probably go, I'd probably go CJ. How about that? That's something, is it not? Something. I listened to that rant. I, I digested all of it. My question back to you is, do you trade up for someone who definitely won't be a bust? Because that's basically the best you can say about C.J. Stroud. And you said he didn't really have a terrible game. Okay. I was just reading about the Michigan game. Do you remember that, the one before the Georgia game? You mean the really bad weather game when you're playing in inclement weather? I, I, you know, both quarterbacks were playing in inclement weather, but okay. Um, at halftime, Ohio State was in great shape. They were looking awesome. Yeah. Michigan and Jim Harbaugh adjusted in the second half. Yeah. C.J. Stroud didn't do jack squat. Mm. Oh, I just oh, yeah. I like I like Stroud. I just want to paint the picture of both sides. Now your your question is: Do you move up in the draft to get somebody that's not a bust? Well, I, I'm saying not a bust. Being I think he could be productive. Quarterback is a little different, right? Like if you're in chaos at quarterback, you're in chaos as a franchise. If you're at chaos at cornerback or outside linebacker, you can make the playoffs. But if you're in chaos, it's like being in Phoenix. I don't need the best pool. I need a pool. <laughs> Got to have a pool in Phoenix. Got to have a coat in Alaska. Yeah. I don't have to be – I cannot be in chaos at one position in this league. I can be bad everywhere. Bad at quarterback, everybody loses their job. Sometimes you move up to just avoid chaos. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I watched the Celtics-Kings last night, uh, first three quarters, then fell asleep. It's raining here. I fall asleep in the rain, okay? So um, there's a story out this week. Jalen Brown, who came from Cal, he came out of college as a really good athlete. Danny Ainge drafted him. He just gets better and better and better every year. He's having his best year. Uh, just a really good player. And um, he, he would. people asked him about the rumors, about KD uh, was going to join the Celtics. And he said, you know, listen, I, I, you know, I know that Tatum and KD were close. But his name always pops up whenever there's a trade rumor. And it's funny because um, Robert Williams is always hurt. Really good defensive center. Struggles to stay healthy. Marcus Smart could be the soul of the team. But I feel like he's limited offensively, a little inconsistent that side of the floor. And when you play that good a defense for that many years, you wear down a little. And then there's um, Al Horford, who's a little old and creaky. And so it's like, but Jalen Brown's name always comes up. And, um, you know, I think to myself, isn't he really? There's two things that everybody, every general manager in the NBA is seeking two things. One, a superstar, Giannis, LeBron, Steph, whatever. You get one of those a decade. And I'm not talking one per team. I mean, you get you may get one to two of those a decade, period. One Magic, one Michael, one Shaq, one a decade, two a decade. And the other thing everybody is seeking is a guy that comes in, works his ass off, no drama, willing defender, and gets better every year. Every GM is looking for a guy that's willing to play some defense, coachable, no drama, and he just keeps getting better and better. And he gets along with a star. Isn't that Jalen Brown? I mean, he's only 26 years old and Tatum's only 25. The only fault for those two guys so far, they're not Giannis or Steph. <laughs> That's it. Well, right now, the Celtics are in a better spot than 28 of 30 teams. They do not have Steph and they do not have Giannis. I would take where they're at over everybody. And I, I do think it's interesting. A couple of weeks ago, I think J-Mac said on the air, would you take KD for Jalen Brown? And I, I think I made a mistake when I said it. I said, I would. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, time out. Forget that KD got hurt. Forget that. But what the league, what everybody is looking for, like in the NFL, everybody's looking for a Patrick Mahomes. That's the one thing everybody's looking for. A superstar quarterback. You win rings. You make millions of the coaching staff. Everybody keeps their job. Uh, you're a consistent playoff team. I mean, you'd like to have a left tackle that's great. You'd like to have a great rush end. Everybody's seeking the same thing. In the NBA, there's two things everybody's seeking. A star, right? Like a star player. But then you need, because by, by and large, you need three stars to win a championship. 
Then you're looking for a guy who's a star, no drama, willing defender, and gets better every year. That literally is Jalen Brown. So I, the Celtics, like Oklahoma football, are always good, rarely great. The Celtics have one title in 37 years. That's about Oklahoma football. Oklahoma's not firing. Bob Stoops won a championship early. They weren't going to run him off. Lincoln Riley was probably going to leave, so they gave Lincoln Riley the job. It's like Brad Stevens moved upstairs, but you know you can only coach for so long in the NBA. Pat Riley eventually moved upstairs as well. But I don't know. I when I when I watched the Celtics last night, classic example. Jalen Brown does what Jalen Brown does. Gives you his twenty-seven. They run the Kings off the floor. You got to be careful. Like Boston may never win a championship. Either did either did uh, Utah. You're not going to trade Stockton and Carl Malone. What you're trying to find, if Robert Williams never got hurt, I think they could have beaten the Warriors last year. I think I, I think you're always worried about Robert Williams and, and and resting him and can he play here and. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, Jalen Brown's a really good basketball player. No drama plays on both ends, gets along with the star, Jason Tatum. (laughs) I don't know. That feels like after getting Giannis, that's what everybody in the league is trying to get Jalen Brown. First Durant, Curry, Giannis, second Jalen Brown. And there's only about six guys in the league at any one time in my entire life. Maybe four, could be three, that are true superstars. Like Kobe, Shaq. The league just doesn't have many of them. We have now Giannis, Luka. <laughs> I mean, and the kid that's going to get drafted probably in the, in the lottery. That, that, that will be the third guy. He'll walk in and drop 25 a night. You can't block his shot. So is Jalen Brown, to go back to the discussion last hour we didn't finish, is he the is he a premier number two player in the league? Absolutely. Or can he be a centerpiece number one like Jason Taylor? I think he's a premier number two. Uh, you know, by the way, uh, Clay Thompson is going to make the Hall of Fame. He's a premier number two. Anthony Davis is a two to LeBron. Anthony Davis is going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, Pippen, a great number two. I covered Pippen in Portland. He wasn't a great offensive player. He was a slasher. Jalen Brown is Scottie Pippen-ish, but a, uh, oh, not I think... as good of a defender and a better offensive player, right? Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, go ask yourself, what's the league looking for? Exactly you know, him. <laughs> one LeBron comes in a decade. One Magic yeah. comes in a decade. You're not getting that. That's usually a bad team wins a lottery. I mean, that's what you get. What you're looking for is Jalen Brown. Yeah. Hard worker, no drama, defender, and just keeps – Whittling away at it, masonry, brick after brick after brick gets better. Against the Warriors, he'll maybe met, get matched up with Steph Curry, and then in the next round against the Lakers or whatever, yeah. they'll be matched up with Anthony Davis on a couple possessions. But I could, see, Jay- I could see where Jalen Brown's like tired of it. I gotta be like, D- I'm giving you 27 a night. I get along with the star, I'm 26. What do you want from me? If we had Giannis or Steph, we'd win tight. Everybody in this league. I mean, Celtics are always good. Just be careful about taking a big swing to get great. What do I always say? Don't get happier than happy. Boston's really good. All it takes is a twisted ankle from Drew Holiday. You could get into the finals. By the way, Chris Middleton or Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown. Yeah, exactly. But everybody views Middleton because he has a title as, oh, he's so good. He's amazing. And I like Chris Middleton, but Jalen Brown is a... Far more complete player. And he's not hurt much. Middleton's getting a little creaky, a little Mm -hmm. older. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. So all you Paul George haters, he got hurt last night, and I think Paul George's a great player. So here's a prime example how you get framed 
you get framed because of a game a moment. Tony Romo threw a couple of like bad fourth quarter interceptions, and people are like, Tony Romo's not clutch. He's got a top five. At one point, he had a top five fourth quarter passer rating in league history. But he's a cowboy, and he had a couple of big, crucial interceptions in the fourth. You guys all think Aaron Rodgers is a great fourth quarter comeback quarterback. He's not, but the ones he's had are memorable. So Paul George has a reputation that he stinks in the playoffs. Let's look it up. In the regular season, he averages a point less a game than he does in the playoffs in his career. In the regular season... He averages a rebound less a game than he does in the playoffs. In the regular season, he averages an assist, half an assist less, fewer, in the regular season than the playoffs. So he scores more in the playoffs. He rebounds more in the playoffs. His assists go up in the playoffs. Now, he shoots slightly worse field goal and worse three-point. Yeah, so does Steph Curry in the playoffs because in the playoffs – you're facing rested teams who are playing you night after night after night after night. So they build game plans for you specifically. Everybody's equally rested. The best defenses in the NBA end up getting advancing in the playoffs. You, you, a lot of the half the teams in the league play no defense. Those teams aren't playoff teams. So you go to the playoffs, Steph Curry's shooting percentage, field goal three point goes down. So does Paul George. But his points, rebounds, and assists all go up against better coaches, better defenses, and better teams. But it's been framed as, well, I, you know, he doesn't hit the big shot. You go back to Paul George with the Pacers, and that team had Roy Hibbert, defensive-minded coach Frank Vogel, uh, George Hill, Paul George. They gave the Heatles fits. Fits. Hibbert's not a scorer. They gave LeBron, Wade, Bosh, Ray Allen, Battier. They gave him fits. Really tough outs because of Paul George. And then he goes to the Thunder with Westbrook, no day at the beach. He averages 24 a game, six rebounds, four and a half assists, shoots 44% from the floor and almost 40% three-point shooting. Everybody's field goal percentage, it's just like in baseball. It's harder to get hits in the playoffs because you face the best pitchers. It's hard. You don't get to face the A's, you know. You don't get to face the Royals and the Pirates and the Reds and the dregs of Major League Baseball, the Orioles. You're facing the best staffs and the best the best arms and the best relievers. So this idea that Paul George is just some playoff flameout, I've never bought into it. Like, it's for years and years, prime example, Kobe had a reputation Great, great fourth quarter player. No, you want to know who is statistically? LeBron. And if you remember LeBron's first decade in this league, before he won a title, it was he wasn't clutch. It was nonsense. He was the only guy in Cleveland the first seven years that was clutch. He was the only one. He was surrounded by a bunch of second-tier guys. They couldn't get him an all-star. So I will defend Paul George to the end. Paul George is going to give you 20 points, five rebounds, five assists, And he's going to give you 35 minutes on the floor. He plays both ends of the floor, which not that many guys do. He's going to give you a great defensive effort, good offensive game. I'm a huge Paul George fan. And by the way, he's not also people like Kawhi better than Paul George. But Kawhi is nonverbal. Kawhi also, he's great, but like he'll... 
he'll come into the arena at 345 and say, I'm not playing tonight. My knee's sore. You kind of don't know what you're – he's hard to coach. I've heard this from multiple people. He can be a hard teammate. You're never quite sure. Paul's verbal. Paul communicates. Everybody likes Paul. Um, Yeah, how about that? You like produce? How do you like them apples? Uh, Nonverbal Kawhi got a – Clutch technical foul last night but for barking at a ref. Did you, did see, you that? see Kawhi? Did you see that weird possession by Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. 20 what, seconds on the shot clock. What in the hell the was game. that? He didn't even get a shot off. That was I, terrible. I'll- Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation does as well. Go to MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, eight new models. So I saw this story today from Pro Football Talk. They said um, the Jets need to act like New Yorkers. It said the Jets need to go on the offensive today. Aaron Rodgers should tell the Packers that if he's not traded before the start of training camp, he'll be showing up like Brett Favre did. He's just going to show up. And and they'll just stay there until he's traded. Um, That he fully expects to be in camp, and it would force them to make a move. Well, it sounds great. (laughs) The problem, of course, is Aaron wants the summers off, and it's probably not going to be the worst thing in the world if he gets guaranteed money and doesn't have to go to camp. Again, he's not Burrow. He's not ascending. He's not Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Trevor Lawrence. He's an old, fat, rich guy. I mean, he's got money. He wants summers off. He's doing speaking engagements. He's playing golf. So the urgency play... I don't, I, you know, Aaron moved about five years ago into the R-E-L-A-X kind of mindset, which it, it's his right, but he's no longer an ascending young guy hungry for the big contract. And so, although I think this is a really good idea, if, if, if the Jets said, Aaron, go on the offensive, he wants to, he wants to have the summers off. He's got no urgency at all. Indif- I always say this, indifference is the killer. Like, what are you going to do with somebody that's indifferent? You're a sales manager. You're trying to motivate a salesperson. Okay, I'll pay you more if you do this, 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 but their husband or wife makes a lot of money, and they're like, eh, okay, I, got, I make enough money. <laughs> There's nothing you can do with indifference. And Aaron, at this point, offseason, eh, just going to hang out with friends and golf. All right, you're right. There's nothing you can do with it. So great idea. I don't think it would work. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.
The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GainBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GainBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at GainBridge.io.